0: welcome to echo sunday service and thank you for being with us today echo is so excited to regather step one in our regathering plan starts with you for the month of june gather around the table invite a family over weekly gather on sunday morning or any day of the week experience church online together and share a meal Behind the scenes, we are working on a place for us to gather as a church community. Echo being a mobile church and without a permanent location makes this a slightly more complicated process. We will have more information coming your way in the next few weeks. A huge thank you to the above and beyond giving response you showed for the needs up in Minneapolis this week. We partnered with three churches in the Minneapolis area as they support families and individuals in need. These churches are supporting those who have been affected by the destruction and the lack of resources in the area. So again, thank you. Our church is not only generous with immediate needs, but with the ongoing needs of our community. If you are a regular giver or you're going to give for the first time, consider setting up a monthly donation. We would love for you to do this. And for you, it's the added benefit of taking something off that to-do list. Take advantage of the ease of scheduled giving. Today, we are exploring the art of listening. Pastor Andy and Christy are having a conversation with church planters from Rhythm Church in Chicago. If you're new to ECHO, expect this to last about 35 minutes. We'll start with the ECHO band, Andy and Christy will speak. We'll take a moment of reflection and we'll wrap up hearing closing thoughts. Lastly, let us know how we can pray for you. Comment on this video or email us your prayer requests. Let's do this together. Hey ECHO, this is Mike and I'm Danae. We wanted to share some encouragement from Colossians today. Colossians 2.7 says, "'Let your roots grow down into Jesus, "'and let your lives be built on him. "'Then your faith will grow strong "'in the truth you were taught, "'and you will overflow with thankfulness.'" I love this verse as a grounding after wrapping up the Enneagram series at ECHO. Even when we are learning about ourselves, our strengths and weaknesses, our roots should be in Jesus and our lives built on him. It's a great reminder that even in all of our own individual personalities and motivations, Jesus is the center.
1: Two things about
2: this verse that stick out to me uh, would be first, uh, that it tells us to let your roots grow down into him. Many of us are spending at least some time reflecting on our core values and how we interact with each other, how we show love to each other. We should ask ourselves, where are we rooted? In something of this world? Or are we rooted in Jesus?
1: In the second part of this verse, it tells us to build our lives upon him, build our lives upon Jesus. And this is where we make progress individually,
2: in relationships, and as a community. It's a reminder that to build anything that
1: lasts, we must start with Jesus.
3: I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. A man's empty praise, treasures that vain never enough. You came alone. back together. Every desire is now satisfied here in your love. Nothing is better than you, let's declare this bridge, you turn morning, you turn morning to dancing.
2: This week has been absolutely crazy. We've transitioned from a global pandemic into a global outrage, rightfully so. And nor am I saying we're moved beyond this global pandemic, but if you're anything like me, you've been surrounded by noise. You've been surrounded by chaos and simply just distracted. And honestly, as a pastor, I, I find myself in a, a, a very peculiar position because if I say something, I feel as if I'm damned. And if I don't say something, I feel like the same thing. And I think a lot of us, as we're sitting there behind our phones, we're sitting behind a few screens as, as some of us are protesting and some aren't. We, we don't know what to do. We've never been here before. We're trying to figure out what is our next step. And I'm, I'm here, right here in Rochester, in front of a dam, not to just simply play on words, but tell you a story about when my life, when I was living in Minneapolis, felt like it was crumbling. I felt like I was in the midst of chaos. There were some firm, things that I put my trust in that began to crumble. And I remember, I, uh, you get this, this ages me a little bit, but I, I remember putting my CD in, uh, into my Walkman that I created from my Napster playlist. And I began to walk downtown Minneapolis and my heart was broken. And I, I just didn't really know what was sure and wasn't anymore. And I remember I came upon the Stone Arch Bridge in downtown Minneapolis, and I walked across that bridge, and and honestly, I, I paused. And I stopped, and I looked at the dam, just like this dam, except that dam was serious, man, that was huge. And I just paused, and I began to reflect and start to ask God. And honestly, I positioned my heart to begin to listen, and I... I looked at this chaos coming over the dam, this water, and I related to it. I felt like my life was exactly right there. But in that moment, I felt as if I should look left. Look left just a few feet. And what I noticed five feet away from the dam was a lock. Some of you who don't know what a lock is, I call it the water elevator. It's what boats use. Uh, to go from one level to the next. And I felt like God whispered to me that in the midst of chaos, five feet away, peace can be found. And I don't know about you, but man, I've been angry. And honestly, I've been distracted. And, And honestly, I'm afraid. I'm afraid that the world that we once knew will never be the same but I'm also concerned that if we do not stop and we do not pause and consider what we are to learn in this season we might miss our opportunity to navigate in the next season and we're in a new season like it or not and and God is calling us to be people to be in the midst of the chaos, to be in the midst of the noise, but position ourselves as people that listen. So that's exactly what Christy and I did. As pastors, we decided to to talk less and to listen more. And so we leaned into some of our friends in Chicago who are planting a church in the midst of a global pandemic and a global outrage, and we just listened. And so we Zoomed them. We had a Zoom conversation and we want you to listen in. Now, this is an abridged conversation. It's a long conversation, but we can only show you just a few moments this morning. And we want you to lean in and to listen and let the Lord speak through these individuals of what the Lord wants to speak to us. Chris, you give us the light, my friend. And Sarah, uh, you being connected as well. Uh, living up, uh, up I and mean, growing up in chicago uh, in the midst of diverse probably a lot of diversity uh, what what do you, what can you tell some middle-aged 40 year olds uh, in in rural minnesota
4: first of all i just want to say dude like your heart man i can i can feel it and mm-hmm. um you know i i think as a black man um you know the biggest thing that i've always endeavored in my life is for people to understand um, my perspective. Uh, Even though you may be not able to understand it, but just honor it as a valid perspective has been my my dream um, for my life and for my kids and for my future kids. Um, Yeah, I've seen a lot, I've been through a lot, and um, I'm really grateful for having two parents that um, raised me um, well. Um, My parents, uh, my dad was uh, Air Force guy, um, but also a pastor. And then my mom, um, worship leader, vocalist, incredible musician, just amazing. Um, but whole family, like pastors and preachers and worship leaders. So, um, you know, they raised me really well and um, they didn't raise me from a perspective where they shielded me from everything. But they raised me from a perspective where they really helped me to see that, you um, and educate me on the way that if I want to uh, make a difference in this life, how to um, rise above everything that would happen to me. Mm -hmm. And so um, there's been a lot that's happened to me where at any point I could have stopped and been like, you know, man, I'll never make it. I'll never progress. I'll never be able to be what God has called me to be. But um, I just refuse to quit. And I refuse to uh, allow what the voices around me were saying. And I just leaned in um, to the things that my parents raised me in. I think one of the hardest things about um, everything kind of going on right now is that there are many people in the black community that did not grow up like that, that did Mm -hmm. not have people in their lives that were saying, hey, um, you know, you can make it. You can get through this. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the way you progress. This is the way you, um, you know, um, basically prove the the haters wrong, Uh, you know, like. There, so a lot of people don't have that, yeah. and so a lot of people um, these days, um, you know, act out of a place of hurt. You know, I, I believe the statement: hurt people. Hurt people, and so right now, one of the hardest things is that we're we're in this weird, you know, juxtaposition of you know we have people who are extremely hurt um, who um, are mourning the loss of not only George Floyd but um, many others before him, um, and then you have um, also you know now they're acting out of this really bad spot. And so I first and foremost, just want to say like, you know, I don't believe that, um, that rioting is the way I don't believe that, that that's the way, the better way. I don't believe that that's the best way that God has for us. But, um, in the same sentiment, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm de- I, My heart aches for people who haven't had the opportunity to grow up in a place in a space where they were loved and nurtured and cared for and shown the better way. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it, it's It's really tough and really hard so I I see a lot of people you know out there you know there's a lot of comments there's a lot of memes there's a lot of posts a lot of people saying a lot of different things and I think in America um, I just would endeavor that people would not necessarily worry so much about being right but they would worry about understanding other people's perspectives and just having empathy and so, um wherever you're at, whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're brown, like just understanding um, different people's perspectives and understanding them as valid perspectives it's just really tough um, right now to have th- this conversation, but I appreciate you guys for being willing to you know maybe be a little uncomfortable in order to have um, this conversation and talk about some things that maybe a little uncomfortable um but i believe that this is the way forward this is the beginning but this isn't the end so yeah. uh, we have to find uh next steps from this so this is the next step but after this there's yeah. there's plenty of things to do um and um yeah i just believe that um it's super important that the church leads the way in yeah that. Because at the end of the day, the Bible says that um, you know we're no longer Jew or Gentile, but we're all one in Christ, and so um, that's our that's our starting point. And if we can't get to that point. Um, We can never truly lead the way. And and then, you know, because at the end of the day, this is not um, a problem that will be solved by legislation. This is a problem that will be solved by the hearts of people meeting Mm -hmm. a God that loves them unconditionally, that models love. The Bible says that, um, you know, how how can I say I love God, but don't love my brother? And so I just believe that um, if we're going to love God and we're going to live authentically, we've got to love those around us. But it all starts and ends with Jesus. Mm
2: -hmm to love one another I want to reiterate that idea I wonder if we could be a church if we can be a people that when others are speaking up that we buy into this idea of pausing to be quick to listen and slow to speak and actually laying aside our presuppositions our preconceived notions or our desire to know the full truth and if we would just begin to listen. What is one thing
5: like that has stood out to you, Chris, and to you, Sarah, where you feel the church could do a better job? Or if you were to be in a room with pastors right now or even just your church at Rhythm and say, like, let's be a church that does this.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, I would I would literally just say, um would be to speak up and say something I mean at the end of the day I think it it, it just kind of boils down to um, if we are going to be the church um, and uh, we got to care about things that Jesus cared about and he cared about people who were marginalized people who uh, were outcast people who were um, you know not um, seen favorably in some of these situations and circles and so i just think that you know not to say that um obviously you know we um you know we want to definitely be careful with what we say but um at the same time it's like man silence is almost worse
3: yeah
4: and when we are silent i believe that we can be complicit in some of these things and that our our silence really speaks volumes and so i you know even for me like i had to do some soul searching to say like hey like you know, that's not okay. Like if some something that isn't just, like we got to speak up mm-hmm. for it. And obviously, there's a way and in, um, in which to do that in a um, grace and truth type of way. Um, but at the same time, you know, by just staying silent, just because, you know, we don't want to offend somebody or because of whatever reason, yeah, yeah, whatever reason, I just don't believe silence is a thing that we need to do. Because, I mean, think about it. Like if we don't say anything, then there's obviously going to be other voices out in the world that are saying stuff mm-hmm. and, and and promoting certain things. And so if the church refuses to speak up, then other people will fill that void. And obviously we believe that we have the truth and we would love to speak up and love to speak what God and what Jesus says about these situations. And so...
5: Yeah, mine's interesting because it's almost the flip side of that, right? Like his is speaking up and mine is really like being willing to listen. Um, The biggest thing I've experienced and I'm so I was never raised to be racist. My dad definitely raised me, you know, we treat everyone equal. Um, you know, obviously I grew up in Chicago and like you mentioned, extremely, it's the fifth most segregated city in America, which is crazy because it has so many cultures. Um, but as you know, I'm also Polish. Um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> or <Zikowski>. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you know, I grew up like the Polish people live here. The Puerto Rican people live here. Not necessarily that we, I, for one, speaking for myself, I was never taught to hate the other people, but we just kept to our own kind. But um, I graduated from a high school here. I was one of six white people in the entire school. Um, So I say that to say, I feel like even I've had a little more exposure to other cultures than maybe some of my fellow white friends. But um, I still learned so much after walking through life with him for the last eight years. And so I think if people could just listen, and when I say listen, I mean, listen without talking back right away, listen without, you know, I've had so many conversations in the last few days where I'm saying one thing and and I've been trying to be so conscious of what I'm saying, and I'm just trying to get people to reflect. Not that I'm telling you you're wrong, that's in my place. But just asking questions or posting something out there that just think about this. And it's amazing to me, the thing I have seen over and over is people respond with their like canned rhetoric. And and I don't mean that I'm not being aggressive in that or, you know, hostile. Just it's like it's so ingrained in who we are that we don't even hear what we're speaking back to. The riot thing, I really had to think through for myself. Not, you know, what is my black husband telling me? Because I obviously take major stock of that. But also, you know, what am I seeing out here? And I really had to think internally, like, what, what do I feel about it and why? And I realized I have never felt an anger or a hurt that made me want to burn a building down. And that breaks my heart. That we have people who are so hurting and so righteously angry that their response is to burn down a city. To me, like, I don't I don't get an opinion. I don't want an opinion. I'm not black. I haven't experienced what they experience. I don't get an opinion. No one gets an opinion about, you know, being a white woman if they're not a white woman. So I don't want an opinion about it. I don't get one. I didn't experience it. But my heart is so broken that that's how they feel. That as people of God, if we feel a burden, speak out and of course we're gonna use love we're gonna use respect i shouldn't be cussing on my posts. i shouldn't be degrading anyone that's not what god would do you know i know i've gotten close and i've been like delete <laughs> like, <"No."> delete <laughs> that really resonated with me your explanation sarah and like when are we getting angry when's the last time we got angry like there's a reason why you know these billions are being burned down because they're that mad and we need to understand that and if we don't fully understand it then asking questions and learning and um that's good
2: way to be an advocate you know i love that you're honest and you're saying i i really don't have a right to be i don't have the right to have an opinion but you're advocating for your husband uh, and more and uh, i'm going to get emotional because i um i grew up in central wisconsin and um i grew up in a racist environment um just because i grew it was just there and um in in that city and i've said things that i'm not proud of and and i want to apologize to you i've never done this never never and i wish it could have been in person i wish we could keep our masks off and hug each other you know what i'm saying but but um it's it's one of those things where um I remember being at North Central University, a Christian college. I'm, I'm studying to be a pastor. A man comes in, African-American man, and he's speaking about the ministry of reconciliation. And I didn't even understand. The moment all of a sudden stopped because my daughter, who was not yet sleeping, interrupted the conversation. And I want to interrupt the conversation and ask you this are you ready to be interrupted i mean interrupted from the noise and from the chaos and the distraction around you are you okay with god interrupting you at this moment because god wants to use you to damn the injustice and i just sense in my heart We can only be vessels of, we can only be the vessel that God wants us to be if God has interrupted our life, if we begin to hear his voice, that we begin to receive the forgiveness that God has given us. And so there's many of you who just simply can't forgive. You simply don't know how to be a person of justice. you've not yet received the justice from God and every week we remind you that Jesus came here to this earth to live amongst us to truly break the injustices of this world that we might follow him in relationship but also be the people of justice on this earth in this world and i believe that if we're going to level up and we're going to be the people of god that god wants us to be we've got to step into jesus's peace we have to be willing to walk away from the dam and the chaos and the craziness and get into the lock and dam and allow god to bring us to the next level and i believe it starts with forgiveness it's this willingness to say god i don't have it all figured out but you do I don't have all the answers and I'm willing to listen and I'm willing to take the next step with you and so today I want to invite you to pray a prayer with me Jesus I surrender I acknowledge that I have more questions than answers but I choose to follow you anyway I acknowledge that you live you died. And you rose again with me and mine. I accept the rescue that you offer. Forgive me. Would you leave me, lead me? Would you save me? In Jesus' name, in his authority. Amen. Now before we go into a moment of worship and a moment of, of contemplation, I want to ask you, would you be interrupted enough to make a phone call today? Would you be interrupted enough to to show up in someone's life and ask for them to forgive you? Would you today admit that maybe you've been a part of the problem? Would you position yourself to potentially listen and let the Lord speak to you and begin to reveal the part that you are to play in this situation, in the midst of this chaos, midst of this noise let me pray for you today jesus position your people position echo church to be people that hear that we have ears to hear and a heart that's willing to respond to what you're speaking about jesus damn the injustice use us in the process god start that with a heart that's pure a heart that is that and a head that is and a heart and, and eyes that are, that are honestly focused on you and what you're about to do in the world around us. God, use our hands. Use our feet. In Jesus' name, amen.
6: I'm caught up in your presence And I just want to see here at your feet I'm caught up in this holy never want to leave And Lord, I'm not here for blessings Jesus, you don't want I just want you And I'm sorry When I just gone through the motions I'm sorry When I just sang another song Take me back to where we started I open up my heart to you And I'm sorry When I've come with my agenda I'm sorry When I forgot that you're enough Take me back to where we started I open up my heart to you. And I'm caught up in your presence. And I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy. Never want to leave And oh, I'm not here for leave. Nothing else, in nothing else, and nothing else will do. And I just want you. And nothing else, and nothing else, and nothing else will do. And I just want you. And nothing else. Nothing else, and nothing else will do. I just want you. nothing else, and nothing else, and nothing else will do. I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this holy moment
1: And I never want to leave God, thank you for who you are. Thank you that you meet us where we're at, but that you call us to be like you. God, help us to open our eyes and see more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Earlier in the message, Pastor Andy prayed a prayer of surrender. Now, if you prayed that prayer, maybe for the first time or the first time in a long time, would you text the word RESCUED to 97000 or would you email us? We want to connect with you and help guide you in the next steps of your faith journey. You guys are amazing and are making a huge difference in our community and around the world. This week, we supported three churches that are doing incredible things in Minneapolis. We took an entire load of needed goods as well as buying an industrial grill for a a church that is feeding 500 people a day. We also were able to financially support those churches. It's a great reminder that we are part of the greater church and we as a church are still blessed to be a blessing. Now, at Echo, you can give two ways. You can text the number below or you can give on our website. If you're able and have the means to give, would you please do so? And if you don't, and you have a need, please don't be afraid to ask. Now, ECHO's first step in this re-entry plan is to have you meet with families in your home. Consider inviting someone to participate in the service at your home for this next week. Now, like Pastor Chris said, being uncomfortable is the way forward on this journey. And Pastor Sarah and Pastor Andy both said, we should be quick to listen. Let's be a church full of people who listen first. That last song we sang had a line in it that said, I'm sorry for going through the motions. There's one thought I want to leave you with. We all see life through a lens. As we are all challenged to listen, let's be honest our lens isn't perfect. Knowing that is the next step towards being and seeing more like Jesus. Be kind. Be safe and have a great week.